0: home, really, compared to many of the other contenders. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off. Runs into space. Outside of the boot. He enticed him. He sliced him. He diced him. They can't catch him. They can't catch him, Dwayne. He's off. What a goal. That's oh, my favourite goal of the year, John. I've yeah. seen some beauties. But at the moment... Of the match, this bloke, he is a fascinating player.
1: He's just got such great self-belief. On the leaderboard, as Draper runs out of the middle, handball to Guelph, he's got Oh! Draper, oh, oh, Draper, oh, Draper oh, kick oh, outside of the right, goal of the year! Goal of the year! kidding me? It's home! Oh my
0: God!
2: It could be goal of the year from Sam Draper. <laughs> <What> extraordinary <laughs>
1: scenes and marvels. Oh. <laughs> oh, how unbelievable. Unbelievable. What oh. can see this robot? Oh, unbelievable. Wow. Someone has, someone has just pushed
0: his button. That is incredible. He's grabbed it out of the ruck. He's handballed it, got the one-two, break the paint, another handball, sidestep, checkside off the right, foot. Yeah, it. on the long checkside, on the run for a big bloke. Oh, I was thinking Max Gorn, but that's better than Max Gordon. Absolutely, Gorn. that's goal, yeah. Cox and you go on the number preferred 200 centimeters. You can't do that through a bit of traffic, oh. the right foot. that is just class.
1: It bounces the way of Jones. This is extraordinary.
0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club and Sam Draper. My name is Grant and with me is Scott.
2: Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, we're a little bit on Zoom tonight, so we're going to have the different audios. Sorry, but that's all yep. right. Um, but, yeah, it's we've won four the last five and it's the... It's the happy, happy, joy, joy podcast at the moment. It's the.
0: It is. It was no good for a good period of time there, and now it's all good.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. It, do you know what? After the game, you know, obviously, I uh, like everyone else. I watched a Sam Draper clip about thirty eight times. I literally did seven and um, a half. Yep. Uh, but then I don't know if anyone else felt this, and and I don't want to go too negative too early, but and it's not meant to my intention, but. It's like this re- me weird mixed feeling of like why can't we do that at the start? The- I actually, you know, when you look at you know when you look at um uh, like say two thousand eighteen right uh in the uh, I think we we're one and eight at the start you know sorry for rounds one to eight in two thousand eighteen we were two and six uh and then went yeah and then and then won nine games after that uh in re- two thousand nineteen. Uh, rounds one to ten, we were four and six, uh, and then came home like a train. 2021, we were two and six, uh, and then then came home like a train. And again this year. So I understand the Matthew Lloyd argument of I won't I won't be happy until I see Essendon in the first ten rounds be up there in the top six or six yep. eight at least. Uh, and it does feel that way. You, there is like that part of me that goes I'm so glad they're working things out, that they're playing a better brand of football, they're simplifying things, it's looking on the field. And I won't, I won't lie. There's also a frustration that another year's gone past is. and yeah. and right now you're probably you know a, a seventh or eighth team, uh, playing anyway in form, but you're, you know, you're 14th uh, yeah. because you you really dropped the ball the first 10 rounds. So it's – but I'll go on the positive. We've won four last five. Uh, Saints, Swans, uh, Brisbane uh, and now Gold Coast, all teams around the eight, in the eight or, you know, fighting for the eight. So you you can't ignore it. Uh, no. And they towed up the Suns. Let's face it; it was a, it was a forty-eight point win, I think, in the end. But it felt like seventy-five to me. It felt like well, it, sh- it should have been. Should have been. It Should have
0: been with the amount of the amount of points we on could. the
2: field and how much ball we had. It was it was quite dominant. I mean, they really only had ten minutes of football in the first three quarters. The Suns that if they played half decent brand, um, but we were just smashing them. Uh, so and they had
0: everybody. They had everybody in. Like that, we were we were dominant in all positions. Zach Merritt just back to his All Australian best. Mason Redmond. I mean, we'll, we'll go into more into Mason Redmond, but good lord, that man's on fire. Um, Andy McGrath, same deal. Dylan Shield, like Andy McGrath with twenty nine. Like that's 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 big from Andy. Yeah, he was in the um, coaches'
2: votes today. He's in. The, it was third. Absolutely. Uh, and. It, it, I thought the first 10 minutes of the game he set the tone. Uh, yeah, oh, he, was, he was everywhere. He was everywhere in the first 10 minutes of the game. He set the whole tone. Uh, he was so dominant across the whole ground. And uh yep.
0: yeah, I thought he the change, the change in his disposable, mate. The, the, <laughs> coming from Mark. lamented, yeah. It, yeah the, we lament last year the the attempts to make him a midfielder. And look, he can pinch it in there fine, right? But he's got enough talent to do that. But his disposal as a midfielder was always across his body, rushed, hurried, not taking advantage of his ability to hit targets. And when you're playing him off a half-back line, he just – he gets the ball, he moves laterally out of trouble, he turns, he can hit that 20-metre target every single time. And he's come back with 79% um, efficiency. I thought it would have been more than that, but – Andy McGrath, man, that's, that's 106 points. And that's, that's worth its weight in gold yep. with between 29 and 34 on your half back line. Like that's, that's incredible.
2: Yeah. Look, I don't think we can go on without mentioning a certain play that happened in the last Are we quarter. going early? Are we going, going early yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's the intro of the whole show. Uh <laughs> that was the most insane thing I've seen. I And I say this sincerely, he's not just an Essendon player. That's the most insane thing I've seen a Ruckman do in my time in the AFL. As far as Nick, just – Nick Nat. I've Nick never Natt's seen a play it. like that.
0: Nick Nat's burst out of the centre and Nick Nat's taken not, a bounce. Not going and all and the Natt's Natt's way, Kate finished John. it. And no. No, no, no! He's just whacked a hoof into it, or he's he's hit somebody on the lead. And good on Nick Nat, right? Mind you, Nick Nat hasn't done that in a lot of games. But um, to to a burst out of the pack like he does, and Scotty and I on the way home in the car, we were saying, "Gee, Sammy Draper, when he gets the ball." In his hands, he puts meters on people.
2: He's generally really fast. He's
0: a fast dude, man. The guy's six foot five or six or wherever he is. <laughs> when he celebrates, and, he's faster. <laughs> and, and he just—he absolutely puts distance on people. <laughs> and he's a hundred kilos, so he's real hard to tackle when he's up and about. But then, to do the right thing, he did the right thing. He gave it to Guelph because he went. Oh my lord, hang on a minute, I'm open here. Let's not make a let's not make a disastrous mistake here. Let's give it to the midfielder. So he gave it to Guelph, took like one or two more steps and went, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, I'm open here. <laughs> and Guelph's goal, I wonder if Guelph sort of went, oh, oh no, should I give it back to him? <laughs> I think he just had to. And he he was streaming through the middle, through this, uh, the 50, got it back, and then Went. I'm a looked up and went. No, there's a bloke, so he's given him the big side step. I've just, you and know, just don't quick,
2: argue. Just quickly, I keep on thinking of that Gold Coast player, and I forgot, I, d- I have to see the vision who it is again. Just going. Oh crap! Like, just, this, this, I know this giant is running towards you with his arm he out. He could have going, run over the top of him. <laughs> it's
0: like absolutely, but he's given him the he's given him the not particularly subtle sort of step. But even if he did pick which way he was going to go, you've still got 100 kilos running at you at speed. No wonder he didn't nail the tackle. And so he's got round him, then realized I haven't even got anything resembling a left boot, not even close to I have a left boot. I'm going to banana. And, and he's just, he's, he's bent down and he's whacked it on the check side of the right boot and went through the middle of the big sticks. For a goal. Now, we were 40-odd points up or whatever we were at that time, and Scotty and I are sitting in the stands, and the whole stand just burst into laughter. Yeah, It was that silly a play from a bloke that shouldn't be anywhere near doing that. That everybody was just cacking themselves laughing at how ridiculously talented this bloke could be sometimes.
2: Because it was like because the game was quite one sided, it, it, it was a it was a quieter crowd. Like it was, yeah, a, and then just that happened out of the blue, and then the whole stadium just went <laughs> absolute nuts. But uh, he does things that, like even the kick off the ground, short pass from the wing to to half forward gets us a shot on goal he does things that are so unusual uh that he does bring people on to the seats like it's just you know you're going to get you're going to see something either just crazy bad or crazy good and you don't know which one's (laughs) going to happen but but each each one's going to be entertaining
0: absolutely and now we won't we won't repeat what was said but what? Where was the footage? The Twitter footage of trucks' reaction, Scotty? That you showed oh, me? I
2: the f off.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the oh yeah f <laughs> come
2: on. He's just giving this just the Zerg Badger and Stringer just cacking themselves, just
0: laughing their heads off. And you were you were telling me, Scotty, now when um when your favorite and mine, the wonderful uh, Waller, um retired just recently, you were saying that he was our he was our genuine marquee bums on seats. Because you wondered what he was going to do, was he going to go left, right, kick a goal? He was—he's our real showman in mm. the in the game, right? The guy, that,
2: and he brought kids the, to the game. Walla,
0: absolutely, yeah. Like the person that genuinely puts bums on seats just through being talented, right? And you sort of went, oh, look, Jakey on his day is awesome, but the package is just—he's all about the business. The man is about business. He's about kicking goals and throwing <laughs> his hands up in the air and being the package, <laughs> and that's all good. For, that's all good stuff for the package. But I tell you what. Sammy Draper is a entertainer on a footy field. Mm. He's got the mullet, which is one of the ruder hairdos I've ever seen in my life. Um, He just, he leaps frog. He he literally leapfrogs people uh, on the field for just no reason.
2: (laughs) It's still still a crazy play. I know you just say that, but. It's there's still a play that he's actually leapfrogged Dylan Chill over his head. I know, and just, I still go, that's still the craziest thing I've seen on a football field, but that's but for, for no reason. They literally for no
0: he could have just walked up, given him a big bear hug and a kiss from what I see on from Sammy. Um but he's just decided I don't know what I'll do. I'll <laughs> just leapfrog over the top of his head. So look, he's he's now genuinely the bloke you almost want to just come to the footy to watch, just in yeah. case. He does something weird, something incredibly unusual, like that.
2: And I mean, what I mean, what the club would, you know, unbelievably love is he's such a great bloke. He, oh, I mean, he, he genuinely a, loves like, it. I mean, how much do the players love him? Like, you, I see this. Yeah. You know, when I go to training, it's, it's, you know, I honestly say this. That's the Sam Draper at training. It's him. It's not. He's, a it, he's not a show pony in, no. in that sense. That's him. He's just himself. I've seen him do some really weird stuff at training that I just killed myself laughing at. Uh and but that's him. That's just how he is. So you know, and it just the players just love it and you cannot help be energized around it. And you know um I mean You think yeah.
0: Have a look at him in in every like when we win, right? Have a look at him in every circle when he's singing the song. Oh yeah. It, it could just be a win against the gold coast at marvel right like it's it was a good win because we needed it and the gc were in some form and it helps us it, tell, it tells us a little bit more about where the club's at and all that sort of good stuff right so it was a it was a more than just a beat the gc at marvel win right um, but you can watch him seriously it could be just a bog standard win over north melbourne by 30 points where you go yeah we should have won that game and that's that's no problems at all sammy's getting excited he's throwing the power raid right in the air it's <laughs> like he's won a premiership every time he sings the song in the circle he is he's he's a weird unit i love it and scotty was saying you've a uh, uh, it was put. I haven't actually listened to the opening of the of the pod just yet. We're sort of filming. We're recording this in separate pieces. Um, but you said that you put all the different calls of uh, of Sammy's goal at the start.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, even just speaking to after the game, they, they said, tell us about the goal I goes, well, <laughs> I just got free and I freestyled. Then I just really freestyled up from there. It. So I, I wasn't thinking I just freestyled. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, came, whatever, whatever came to pass, came to pass. And that's how he plays. Like I wasn't thinking about the, what I was going to do. I just winged it. Uh, but that's how he is. And that's why we love him. Uh, he's, well, He's one of the few 20. players that can do a horrible turnover and I still oddly enjoy it. Like because <laughs> the turnover is so bizarre, I love- <laughs> <in nature. laughs> like that I can I can what genuinely laugh and then it can be a hindrance to our side, but I'm but, actually yeah, I'll tell
0: laughing. Tell you what. You ask Sammy and he was going for goal. Yeah. That weird thing that he tried that did not come off and he kicked a huge airy. He'd be sitting there going, I almost got that. Yeah, almost got it. Oh, I, 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 almost got
2: it. But the the big importance, in, and if we get half serious for a sec, he kicked three goals up for the first eleven or twelve rounds, and yeah. and we were like even on the pastcast saying we've got to get him more involved, and he's got to be oh. coming scoring threat. Threat. Now he's kicked seven goals in six games, and you know that development side of him, it genuinely makes him a much more dangerous player when he can do that. Uh, and he starts kicking goals. He's kicked ten for the 13, year. Yeah,
0: thirteen possessions, mate. Thirteen possessions. Um, uh, what is that? Again, just a couple of marks. I mean, I ran those two marks were his two goals. Two big marks, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, two big marks, two goals. But two goals, one man. And that's is he is he going to get twenty five touches in a game? Probably not. But two goals, one out of the big unit down in the down in the forward line. You just three, want him to be and- a scoring
2: threat, and uh, look. I, there's been some debate, but I really like his tandem with Phillips. I, I think Phillips is absolutely it, like Phillips again. He, obviously he scored a goal, but watch Phillips, watch him just put a knee and jump all over the opposition Ruckman. He is so physical with the opposition Ruckman that I I've said this before. I really think he tries to wear down the opposition Ruckman and, yeah. and obviously Jared Witts has clearly won hit outs this year against most of his opposition for us to almost tie it was like a really big win. And I think we had a great uh, plan to really jump into him and jump all over him. And, and you watch Phillips, he was going, jumping early, he did it a little bit to uh, Brody Grundy once too. We deliberately jumped early to almost off the timing uh, yeah. of, of, and he did it. I thought he was really important. He may not have got a whole lot of stats, but he no. he he supports Draper, who is still an, a very inexperienced player, who started AFL when he was sixteen, seventeen. Uh, he supports Draper perfectly, and and making making sure he's physical when he's in the ruck. So when Draper's there, Draper, you know he's not, you know which is not, you know which is clearly getting tired. Getting you know getting beaten up a bit, uh, and, it, and Drapers can jump all over him. So it's a really good tandem at the moment. Uh, I really like it. So I- yeah, it's interesting. I, I look at the stats, and I mean we've got the first four
0: blokes, right? We've got Zaret, Redmond, McGrath, and Shield. Then two. Got his twenty eight, and that's that's fine. Sixty four percent efficiency because he had um, uh, Calder's hanging off him every every second of the game. But then they've got Noah Anderson and Lacocious and Brandon Ellis, right? Uh, Markov with 18, Swallow with 17. But if you look at – if you look way down the bottom of the stat count, Sam Day and Levi Casbolt had six and five between them. Yeah, About six touches.
2: It's a perfect segue. I was just about to say – this. thank you for that. Uh, hey. I was about to say, look, there's a lot of talk and we'll talk about them, you know, the midfield, the halfbacks. Yeah. I'm going to give the biggest shout-out – to that back three or four group of Zerk Thatcher, Ridley, Laverde, and Kelly. Absolutely, they may not get possessions, but they are in serious form again. And, you know, and they're in sync with each other. Yeah, so, I mean, Zirk Thatcher, man, what what if <laughs> he's just gone from uh you know, I've gone from VFL to Savani. Um, so it's just Eight, yeah, he's just ninety one percent efficiency yeah, from yeah, the Zerk. Like, he can really I kick mean, it now.
0: Yeah, he, he really can, and I I, I think. Wouldn't you love to have a chat with him, mate? Wouldn't you love to say, "Mate, what's what's changed? Is it just have you got a different self confidence belief because- now?" Yeah, yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. agree, mate. And he's he's doing really important
2: Backman things. Like, I mean, one on one, he's 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 holding his own. Like, I thought there was probably four or five one on ones between Laverde and Zerk, and I thought, "Oh no, they're out of position." You know, it was one of those classics turnover, and then they get caught out. Yeah. And they both just both Scramble. it was either an out of bounds or a point kind of situation in the end. They just scrambled and did what they could, and it was just and that's the things that I was talking about. About he's doing really important Batman stuff. Like yeah.
0: he's not giving up. He's trying to get his hand on the ball just as a last minute lunge or a dive, or but better than that, he's stand he's staying on his feet. Like the, the forward I noticed a couple of times. I think, I think he was on Day or somebody, um, and they were running backwards and Zerk was trying to get there, was trying to get there, was trying to get there, and Day's put his hands up and Zerk's got there at the last second where Day thought, I'm going to mark this, I'm going to fall over backwards and, and I'll take the mark. That's fine. But Zerk stayed on his feet yeah. because, sure, you made, the, you made the spoil, which is what you're there for, and that's great. But then because you were on your feet, he recovered, got the ball, yeah. And started the backline drive out of there. I, it's, mate, I, I, yeah. I, I love to see it. We've've we've, we've loved Zerk for ages. me personally a lot I've loved
2: um, Zerk. and, and so to see him grow is incredible. And we're finding out the we're now getting the Kelly that was traded that we thought we would get. Uh, Kelly, you know, whether we used him wrong and on, on the wrong roles and maybe there's a bit of that if I'm being honest. Uh, now they've kind of said no kelly you're our stopper you're you know yeah. so he went on cameron obviously obliterated cameron but isaac rankin he he totally he destroyed <laughs> yes, was, absolutely i mean yeah uh and he's in form yeah. too rankin he's yeah. in form he's a decent player and he's in form i was just thinking even at the start of the game i was like oh the key here is stopping rankin and ainsworth and mcgraw went on ainsworth and then kelly went on rankin and just Shut them out of the game, and go you know, they're serious weapons to have when they're on song that can really help us. Uh, well, that I mean, they only scored what 55 or something, so yeah, absolutely. A blob from Ainsworth got nothing,
0: yeah. um, and uh, yeah, Rankin got 11 and got one goal, one 45% efficiency. Yeah, like yeah. that's again, that's because Kelly is either on your hammer or on your back at that particular moment. Another one that I want to um, I want to call out to is that Ridley just keeps he plays on everybody he plays on monsters he plays on uh, athletic guys hang on just me so while I have a quick cough <laughs>
2: dude, dude, excuse me dude, dude, dude.
0: Uh, yeah um, he plays on monsters he plays on the quick types he plays on the tall guys he plays on the small guys Rids kept. Um, Marbelle Troll, who on his day is a is a, he's a decent handful.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. He's a handful. Wildly athletic. He can run like the wind. He's got good skills. And when he kicks at goal, he's half decent. Eight possessions for that bloke, right? Now that's a lot of that has to do again with how good we were in the midfield and not allowing the ball free flowing into the back line. And I think we've said that a million times. Now, Marbelle scored a couple, fine. But thirty-seven percent efficiency, mate, like three marks. Um, one handball and seven kicks. Now that's that's brilliant from Ridd. So I just yeah. he is the he is unsung that guy. He really is. Yeah, Every well, he's,
2: week. he's he's helping. He's finding his form again too. I mean, let's be honest, he was out of form for a bit, but obviously with the with up the field playing better and playing more accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But and what it does is is then as we go up the field a bit, then lets our halfback go loose, and then Mason Redmond, man. Oh, he's going to win. Just it. give him the crisis <laughs> now. Give it to him. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be Shields coming in with a late run and Merritt's coming in with a late run, but I feel yep. I feel like underneath, I feel like Redmond's been like this for like, like, like 14, 15 weeks rather than yep. eight or nine kind of thing. Uh, yep. uh, he obviously led the coaches' votes today. Just I think that was his highest just uh, tally as far as possessions, but he was just him and Heine just completely just running off half back um, but Mason's so good defensively as well. Like he's such a good marker under pressure. He is. Yeah, he took 10 marks. He's, it was just really impressive It's hard to do.
0: What he mm. does is very hard to do, and that is stick with your man long enough to be able to defend him, make sure that he's not just running around kicking goals and being dangerous, but then know when to run off him. Yep. To be that that mix of defence plus offence is, is really difficult to do. And it's it's like Heindy. Heindy was great and, and Sadi to a different sort of descript, uh, description. And Massimo's a bit the same. He's only learning his spot, right? But Redders has got such confidence now to run off his man and become a really dangerous um, metres-gained footballer moving forward that he's just... He's on another level this year, Redis. I love seeing him in the side when he was injured. I just went, mate, he's one of the first I would select. Um, And to have him back and performing the way he is, it's a massive part of why we've been successful recently.
2: Yeah. Speaking of which. Just quickly, just uh, Mason, Just I I noticed a stat that, it's not a stat I usually say a lot, but he was just so much more than any player on the ground. He had 11 intercept possessions. So he he cut off a lot.
0: Yeah, that is huge. I mean, between him and Rids, like uh, along that back line with the with the cut off passes and the like, that's that's worth its weight in gold. Speaking, speaking of worth his weight in gold, N. Martin, <laughs> yes, mate, twenty five again, two goals, one. Um, he's he just slid into this side and is
2: now. Well, you said after it, the game that you go seriously. We've probably picked up a top ten pick for nothing absolutely and, and if, I, I was like thinking on the way home going it's not half wrong i mean he's this is his that was his 16th game and he's averaging still 20 odd, 20 point something possessions and he's kicked 17 goals and he's played 16 so he's more than I a know. goal a game and i mean, and you're like that's his first year i, I you know yeah. that's a really impressive stuff so it's it's uh, yeah. brilliant yeah. pickup thank you big Red fire engine but
0: He's he's so I mean, as soon as Scotty Scotty's got a massive crush on Nick Martin. Yeah, you, you, you
2: just see. I every love time. classy. I've always loved classy play, like Mike McCurry. Yeah. Those guys. Yep. I just love guys who think through the game well. He just did, he did a couple of short passes where he adjusted his thinking almost halfway through his kick, and he pulled it and just and just went tw- twenty five meter better pass than just kicking it long to uh, two on one against us. Yep. He just does those things. And, and I it's, just, not so, like those, yeah.
0: it's not like those check kicks, right? The ones where you can see him make the distance because his leg is all wound up, ready to just sink the boot into it. And then all of a sudden he checks it at the last moment and kicks it 20 metres for Peter Wright to, to mark or something like that. But it's not like those check kicks missed the, the mark either. Mm. It's not like, oh, I, I, just, I tried to check it, but it was a tough kick, so I, I didn't quite kick it to the person. He hits targets. Mm. He hits targets everywhere he goes. He pops up and looks for a goal. He's very, very good kick, uh, uh, kick at goal and another 2.1 goals. Like it's, <laughs> just, yeah. it's incredible from Nick Martin.
2: Yeah. he's just, yeah, it's a godsend really. It's just like, it's just um, one before, one more before we go to the break. Uh, yep. It's a big one. Uh, Zaki Merritt had, how's this for a stat? 14 score involvements. Yeah, that's, that's that's when we ones. when we said three weeks ago Zach Merritt has to start impacting games and not just doing these little one meter handballs yep. that are, are turning into nothing. It's since that since that moment, maybe we should have done the And clearly he listened to us. Clearly <laughs> the podcast is changing his fortune. Absolutely. Uh but since then, you know, nine clearances. He's not a clearance. Usually a person. But nine clearances, no. nine clearances, fourteen score involvements, thirty-six possessions, seven or eight inside fifties, five tackles. That's a complete game. Six
0: percent efficiency. That's- oh, that's that's better than a complete game. Like that's elite. That is dead set elite. Whenever he wants to turn it on, like when he wants to really turn it on, like he obviously did in this game, he has the ability to be elite. There's very few players at the club that have even even when Parish is getting forty. Like he's, he's 40 is elite. I don't care what you get. You get 40 touches of an AFL football game. That's elite. Right. But um, his elite is different to Parrish's elite. Parrish is just sheer utter weight of numbers. The man was everywhere. Yeah. But Zachy is inside fifties, clearances, passes, uh, score involvements, 86% efficiency, 36 odd touches, mate. That's. That is utterly comprehensive. Could you imagine that the midfield coach um, or truck just coming up to Zach after the game, giving him some feedback on his game? What do you say to that? Other than good job. Yeah, what well, I'm, well mate? I, I got nothing for you. Yeah, I got nothing for you. You do that every single game of your life, and you'll be the world's greatest midfielder in history. So, yeah, incre- incredible game from Zach.
2: Look, we'll go to a break. I'll give you a, um, a heads up, Grant, that. We've got new ad music coming up tonight. So, All right. you won't know, you will know one of them, it would may come later. You won't know this one, but just bear is with it. Is this, this is a hit pick. This is Scotty hit pick. This is a this is our hip side. You'll say that. This is a, this is right. this is us. Yes. Nice. So, see you after the break. Under God, but we kill like the
1: son of Sam, but if you feel like I feel about the son of man, Overcome. So stand, up. stand up, we shall not be moved except by a child with no socks and shoes. If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove. Put your hands up, and I'll copy you. Stand up. stand up, we shall not be moved except by a woman dying from a loss of food. If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove. Put your hands up, and I'll copy you. I said, Put
0: your hands up, and I'll copy you. Put your hands up, and I'll copy you. Welcome back to Countdown, <laughs> Scotty. Who are we listening to there?
2: They're the Flowbots, mate. They're fantastic. The Flowbots. Okay. Flowbots, stand up. Great song. Um.
0: Stand up. Do yourself a favor. All right. So I want to talk about the guy that, and and I'd I'd like to say it, the uh, oracles that Scotty and I are. We picked it. We picked it last year, last week, sorry, but even last year. But last week. We picked it and said that this guy was due a biggin.
2: Oh, we did on the on the Patreon Thursday show. We On said. the
0: Patreon Thursday, yep. Uh Lunchtime Catchup Podcast forward slash or Patreon forward slash lunchtime catch up. Go and check us out. $3 extra content. Um we said Jakey Stringer is due. Was due. He's due a biggin and like or a, or a big Jakey Stringer <laughs> performance. And thank you very much for Jakey. Um he steps in with a lovely four goals too.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you just, I just feel like uh, he's he's. This is not going to last that long. Him being quiet so long, uh, and like yeah. it's not like he was probably top four or five in my view. But he just, you know, he kicks four goals too, and just looks so dangerous. Um, he does look a little lost sometimes, right? A little lost. He, he just, but I
0: think, and I don't think he's got a hundred percent clarity on his role either, right? But, um four goals to Jakey will not be denied. The man will not be denied. And he's awfully dangerous. He is incredibly dangerous whenever he touches the ball, let alone if he is within 50 metres of the goals, Jakey is still able to take games away from people.
2: Yeah. No, it was a really good game. I want to give a shout-out to a guy who had 10 tackles. Uh, And I must admit – at the start of the year, he wasn't in my best 22. Uh, but, but he has seriously made me into a big believer. And he's now probably, if you're the top 10 players picked, he may be in that top 10 straight away being picked as Guelfi. 10 tackles oh. as a small forward man. Absolutely. Uh, huge effort. Um, he's kicking, also kick, kicking goals in the recent weeks. His pressure, his efforts. Um, yeah, it, it's just what can you say? He's just turned his career into something really worthwhile. Um, everything
0: the man can do, everything. Yeah, like yeah. you can put him anywhere. He chases people down. He takes marks. He's great. Much, he's much improved overhead, but he chases. He uh, he is Ed Neely. The boy is Ed Neely. Yeah, look him up. Um, he doesn't look anything like Edmere, <laughs> that's But
2: such the, um, That's the worst comparison I've ever thought of. That,
0: true, but he's the Will Perdue. He's the Will Perdue. <laughs> he's the Will Perdue, the Green. Uh, he's the Jamon Green of the, the- Essendon Footy Club, right? And I he is in my top six players picked. I want that guy. I swear I don't want to hear anybody ever say again that, oh, we've got to bring in somebody who's the first person to go out. Oh, it'll probably be Guelph. No, no way. He's way too valuable at any end of the ground. I reckon you could chuck him through the mid every now and then, but at both ends of the ground, he is worth his
2: weight in gold. So a, a huge game. Have you, have you seen the tape that's on his wrist?
0: No. What did
2: this So he has, What have we got here? He has tape on his wrist that he puts on uh, before he goes out to every game and he writes the same thing on it and it just says, do your job. And he says, he goes, every time – I I just look at it during the start of each quarter or during the game, and it just I get it just focuses me. Just do your job. Oh, I like it. Isn't that cool? I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, I like it from the boy. <laughs> I know. It's just like when I read that, I went, "Oh, that's that's really cool." <laughs> professional,
0: but that you know what that is? That's the fact that he's not six foot four, and he's not a high marking. This will get me incredibly games. talented. Yeah, it's, it's that's it. That's it. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I love him because he's not six foot four and he's not got an incredible left boot or a right boot. He's not Jake Stringer. He hasn't got the just can live off the package um, name. And he's not Nick Cox who can kick with both feet and be tall and do all this sort of stuff. He's got to work bloody hard for every AFL game he gets. And I'm not surprised he writes that on his wrist, actually. It's a very because, clever way of doing it. Oh, it's an incredibly workmanlike performance. And it, but that's actually – that's – that's minimizing his effort. Workmanlike is not right. He goes about it, yeah, 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 in a workmanlike nature. But he is, he's, he's tackling ferociously. His effort is incredible. He's all over the shop. And you're right. He, the man, does his job every single time he goes out there. It's another one where the coaches would go, "I don't know what to tell you, Guelph, mate. You just do what you're doing. Continue on with what you're mm. doing."
2: And and a guy who you know you could say is following that lead in the midfield was Jai Caldwell because uh, – Look out for Jai. Look yeah, out. He's, he's changing the uh, – Robert Shaw was on footyology and they just he was discussing it and said uh, – he made a really interesting point. So he said, you know, this is really interesting. He says, Truck's got a nice little dilemma happening on his hands because he's going to have Parrish and Perkins available in, you know. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he said, you've got a guy who's come in because of Parrish has gone out – and field parish's role but he's done he's got a completely different kind of role where he negates the opposition star but picks up 20 odd himself and he said i would actually say that's actually adding more value and he goes and, it, and it, what it does is it balances the midfield group really well because essendon hasn't had that kind of player they haven't had the uh, you know the skillful running damien prevel all in one kind of body uh he's strong he did a play uh and i tweeted it out so if you go to my twitter he did this little it's just a small five second clip and you go to my twitter if you want to see it where sam draper tapped it down and you know oh shit i'll send it to you after the after these yeah, crats, yeah. Are you gonna? where he's looking at two he's made sure he's got himself in between the wits and took miller He's just positioned himself so well. And then in one hand, he's basically holding off Tuke Miller. And with his other hand, the ball goes to ground. He sees Hobbs running behind him. So he's got the – you can see me on Zoom. In one hand, he's holding off Tooke Miller, trying to get the ball. Mm. And with his right hand, grabs the ball and scoops it between his legs. And Hobbs gets it behind it for the clearance. All in one play. I never, I didn't see it in live, but it was like – Oh, that is so clever. Like that is really like that's that's some serious game. Uh so it's just Absolutely. Yeah, so he you know, where continuity is his best friend. That's 16 games. He's played he played 14 in three years and now he's finally I've, got injury free. You've said it, mate. You've and, said it.
0: You you've said this a fair bit. If this kid gets oh, yeah, some I, continuity.
2: Yeah, look out. Yeah, I, I've always believed it. Uh I've been very strong on Jai's ability to play the game. Because yeah. I, I believe in his strength uh and I and I his competitiveness. So yeah, what a it's a great dilemma to have to have Perkins and Parrish not in this team currently. I uh-huh. know. And we're Perkins winning especially we're winning clearances, we're winning contested ball week on week. Like and I, against Sydney, against Brisbane, against yeah. you know, the Suns. Against Lockie Neal, like, against Sydney and Parker and that. Matt Rao just got towered up. By our side, he Uh, was ineffectual, completely ineffectual. Yeah, he had 14, I think. So, yeah, Yeah, it's just so they're really good signs. And another
0: one, another little one I'd like to just rate a mention too is the skip. Yeah, it's solid. Playing just another consistent, solid game of footy from the skip. Yes. Again, (laughs) mate, is he going to get you 30? Nope, not anymore. He's not going to get you 30. But he had 18, which I believe um the skip, 19. I did him dirty there. Nineteen um eight marks, just putting himself in front of packs when he knew he was going to get smashed.
2: Yeah, he did a really um, courageous play, didn't he? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Was- and the the skip, mate, I think I think that his whether or not he's changed the way he uh plays or what what he's done, but I reckon he is transitioning into that perfect role for the older footballer he knows he can't keep up with jai cordwell anymore he knows he can't bash through packs or or play in the midfield anymore but what he's now doing is he's using his body he's making smart decisions he's using what a veteran has veteran hasn't got the run in the legs anymore so what does he do he positions himself better
2: uh, i think he he's makes- yeah He's his IQ. He's relying on his IQ a lot that's to it. to be at the right yeah. to be where to be where the ball's at. so he's Absolutely. he's getting a lot of intercepts because he's reading the play before most other people. Exactly and that's,
0: what a veteran's got.
2: Yeah. So I think he's playing some good football. I mean, no doubt the move to the wing frees him up a bit. But what he's doing is really well. Is he's playing wing, but also covering Hindy and Redmond. When he needs to, so he's defensively running back and just helping out and getting extra extra number. So um, and just another point on that, just I notice uh, uh there has been a bit of a slight shift uh, with Zerk Thatcher Ridley and Laverde. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but they're playing deeper now, so they're not running okay. up up the ground as high. So with Redman and and Hindy kind of running off, they're playing at least two guys, usually Zerk and 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 Rids. They they they're not kind of as much as they used to follow their man. They're making sure there's a little bit more of a wall behind, yeah. deeper to 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 cover us for the turnover. And it happened a few times. You saw us. We may have been one on one, but at least we had someone uh, there. Yeah, so, back there. Yeah, back there. So that's been a. I, I you know I think that's just been a subtle change and just uh, just. To, sort of our, our deep defenders positioning themselves for the turnover and just making sure we've got a little bit more coverage. So you know, that's happened for me. Uh, that's what I saw against Brisbane anyway, but Dylan Shill, mate, your, your friend. Uh, mate. He's how good is his form? <laughs> being for yeah, he's um, that,
0: that. I think when we were talking to um, uh, Steve Colacatus just a minute ago, um, well, actually, no, that, that's, a, that's a continuity issue right there, Grant. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know what? We haven't spoken to Steve just yet. Um, even though we no, actually we haven't. can
2: say we pre-recorded just before the show. We pre-recorded yeah. with
0: Steve. Sorry. We, we don't,
2: uh, they, they don't, don't even know that Steve's coming up. They don't know that story. We'll talk about that right before there, we go We'll break. talk
0: about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. So um, when we were talking to our guest uh, on today's show, um, Steve Kolakidis uh, and his lovely daughter, Samantha, um, we were talking about, uh, he, he mentioned that Bill's um, form and that it took, unfortunately, it took a rev up from uh, Luke Parker to flick a switch in Dill. I, I don't think I've seen a player that has reacted as well as Dylan has from being embarrassed. He could have dropped his head. Yeah. He could have done anything. Or oh, I reckon that has been incredibly motivating for a bloke who is clearly motivated as a footballer, right? Like he's a physical specimen. He knows what he's doing. He's clearly motivated enough to have um, the AFL career that he's had and the physical specimen that the boy is. Um, but I reckon that's given him a huge rev up. Mm. And that's exactly what we need. Now, I'd agree with Steve um, when, when he says, geez, it'd be nice that he doesn't have to do that or get that sort of rev up and he could be like that at the start of the season. But since that day, mate, you've, you're seeing the real Dylan Shield at the moment and he is absolutely worth two first-round draft picks. Thank you very much.
2: Well, he's playing out of his skin at the moment. So, And, and it's interesting you mentioned that because even – even three weeks ago on a Thursday night, Kelly gets omitted from the side. Yeah. And you no doubt he would have thought about, geez, I've signed a three-year deal, I've come over from Adelaide. Where am I going with my football career? Now, yeah. obviously, we had uh, – what was it? I forget. Um, an injury. Or was it? Was that the Redman? I'm trying to think. We had some sort of – he had to come back into the side. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so – and then he played on – so they gave him a task to do go on Cameron. Yep. But even that, that's another example of it's okay to omit some guys, even though yeah. it, I know it didn't end up happening, but it, no doubt from that Thursday to the Saturday, he thought about his career because he's a completely different player. Like he's had two weeks of destroying his opponent. and And it just, you know, it's the message is it's okay on a Thursday night to omit someone. Uh, Absolutely, and to say find some form, we know and get used
0: to it. We're going to need to in yeah. the future. We're going to there's going to be some hard decisions because Archie Perkins and Darcy Parish walk back into that side. <laughs> they are immediate selections. The second they are available, they are immediate selections in that side. And two people have got to go.
2: Yeah, it's and it's not an easy one, is it? I mean- no, the, and
0: that's the thing. Like those those decisions, like you said, it's okay to drop people. Like it's okay. It may be Snelling. I mean, that's amazing to say considering he finished so high in the bloody Crichton last year and had an absolute gun of a year. But it could be Ben Hobbs, who since I've I declared him to be not not ready and shouldn't be playing and all that sort of stuff, he's done nothing but performed <laughs> extremely well, right? Um, but it may be him. It may be him and Massimo. It could be. It could be Sam
2: Durham. Could be. Yeah. Could be Sam Durham. And they're all. We're all talking good players, and everyone's probably jumping through the microphone. You go well. Going Durham, no way. Yeah. But yeah. Well, tell us who are the two players because, trust somebody has to. Truck really likes Perkins and wants him in that side ASAP to get some games. Yep. And Parish is Parish, and you're like, well, now we have to work out. How and who, if there's no injuries. So it's a unique situation where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. we would have literally no injuries. So that what makes it even a harder call. Um, but yeah, some when you're a healthy list, there's some really good players that will play VFL that absolutely don't, don't deserve to in some ways, no. but but other players are just known as top tier. And whether it's and again, it's it's Massimo. If Massimo, if it's Massimo, it'll be because
0: the kids played, what, two, four games of AFL football. Yep. That's it, man. He's, he's the first in, the last in, first out. <laughs> Unless you're just utterly irreplaceable or like Nick Martin or something like that. But you, yeah, I'm
2: going to be very, very interested to see. Everyone how has to, pl- everyone to play well. You, the, the basically, is everyone has to have that tape, that Gwolfi tape on their wrist this week. Absolutely, man. Jeez, <laughs> because, uh, because how long how long till those boys are back? Well, Perkins is is fifty fifty for this week. Like okay, so he could come. He might be available by Thursday. Now, Parish is still two or so weeks away. Okay, fine. Yeah. So Perkins is the next rank player. Whether they go cautious or, but you know, they did say last week it, it might be just this week that he will come back. So um, yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's a very interesting selection coming up if, if we oh, just keep having no injuries.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll the, be a lovely problem to have.
2: They, it'll be, and look, it is an interesting uh, injury report too because obviously we saw Hobbs hurt his shoulder. Now he, he managed to come back on to actually play some midfield and yeah. and again just dove all over the place. So credit to him. Uh, but you always want to, you know, after the game, how has his shoulder. Now Massimo... Look like he had a uh, an a injury bad as well one. Yeah, Where, uh, it's a very hard one to read it looked bad but there were some reports you know it might not be there's some it is so well I'll just wait to the what the club says on mass um, he and there was a lot of debate about should he have been omitted um, I think truck actually just explained it best he just said after the game just said he just wasn't hundred percent right to go he said he was he was enough to go to play some VFL but um, but he was inhibited with the corky as well. He said it was just the doctor gave him the clearance that he he can't have a further injury from where he's at. Yeah, just just keep the legs moving. So so we just decided to try him in a new position. Just try him up forward just to have see what you can. I didn't know as a junior he played a bit of forward, so I didn't know that myself. So one okay. of his old one of his old coaches said that he kicks seven goals in a game and is really electric up forward and knows just. Wouldn't
0: uh, doubt it, man. He's quick yeah, and he's doesn't real quick. and
2: doesn't miss. Like he's just really accurate. With that awesome boot. With that yeah. kick. So, you know, I, I actually see it's a smart play. Like, as you go, well, what happens if, if we just suddenly have, you know, we have a pretty good half back line, Hindy and Redmond and McGrath uh, and Kelly, but we have a sheer shortage on the other side. Uh, as far and as depth, small, dangerous, what happens if he goals? just breaks out in the game and kicks three or four and, <laughs> and you go, well, okay, well, here's, there's, there's a little hole that we could fill. I mean, it's, it's just worth trying. It's like, he's just his first year. Like it's, he's, he's going to stay on the list for a while. He's got all the talent in the world that you don't delist. So he's, he's going to be on this list for a long time. I actually liked it. I liked to saying, we'll just find you out, see where you are as a forward. Absolutely man. That's one of the benefits of, of having a young kid like that. He's only young.
0: What is he? 20? 20, yeah. Um 20? And like 20. Check him out, man. Like, chuck him, chuck him forward. See what he who knows? Maybe he can, maybe he can't. But I mean, I don't know. You were you're also saying on the way home, we were we were thinking about the Davy boys and are they gonna be um Cyril and Cameron and, and Eddie Betts from game one? Probably not. They're going to take some time. Like Wanganin, it's been, it's evidence that he's going to take time as well. So if you've got Massimo who can perform down there, then whack him down there, especially if our, if our back line is solid. And then the second somebody needs a rest, or heaven forbid, knock on wood, somebody gets a knock, um, then straight back down he goes. Thanks for coming.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, really, I mean, it was a really good team, team win. So, uh, uh, w- w- we've gone on quite a bit so but it was that? it was a, it was a really good team win um good to have uh momentum uh we've got the pies coming up this week pies have won eight in wow, a row then. I uh, hate that I uh, hate that uh, that feels like they've won six out of six of those under 10 points um I think they're a little bit right for the picking uh I'll be honest i I, I don't rate
0: them I, I just I look at the how are they winning these games man? <laughs> I think, don't
2: understand. I think they're doing a little bit of us last year. I think they they're they've got they've got really good buy in into the coach. They got maximum effort from every player, and they're scraping through games. But they're a lot of it. I think you know all credit to them, but they're playing no as, no, no credit to they're them. playing really hard. Like they're just playing hard, and sometimes they're getting they're well not sometimes they're getting a lot of wins just from effort. Um, okay, but I just wonder. I if thought there was some cracks against Adelaide uh, of them just. Tiring, uh, and you win eight in a row. I just got this funny feeling they're 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 ripe for the picking. Uh, okay, so uh it's a good good time to put a guy on Nick Dacos, Just by the way, uh, I mean, look, I I hate <laughs> Collingwood with a passion that burns
0: very very deep. Now, even I've got to admit, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> no, it's a fair. Good effort. lord! I mean, he's a hack, and he will remain a hack whilst he has that jumper on. His dad could go a little bit. I'll give you that. But it's just a touch. Wow, man! Forty odd touches and as three a nineteen-year-old. Wow, <laughs> it's just. I mean, I don't rate him at all, and he's a hack. But <laughs> forty touches <laughs> and three goals, man—that's getting the job done at nineteen years
2: old. Yeah, good, good strategic game coming up. Um, it was interesting. I hope, I hope the Adelaide, the just runs coach. The Adelaide coach said after the game, they regret not. Putting a lot of work into him and tagging him now, of course they do now. But um, Good. But we'll just get Kelly to absolutely just run a shoulder through him, and we're job done. It was there. Rob Shaw actually suggested McGrath goes to half forward and tags him out of the game because he's a defender, right? He plays off half back. So you got. How oh, have- does he play off half back? Yeah, yeah. He's he's playing the. Remember McGrath in his first year? He's doing the same role. He's just a, okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But Rob Shaw just had an interesting one and just said maybe move things around a bit this time and actually have McGrath at half forward and just completely shut him out of the game. Because um, I, I think Guelphie is a good defensive player. But, and yeah, I, and yeah, this yeah. is not a negative. He's not a good run with play. He's tried that before, but he does get lost watching the ball um, yeah. and he can lose his man. Um, where McGrath can be that real disciplined, this is my man, I'm going to – yeah, he did it. And um, what's his name? Ainsworth, He, he can just yeah. completely just shut you out of the game while getting some ball himself. And I, it's a fair, it's a fair call from Rob. I actually like the idea because if Massimo is not injured, you can not a hundred percent. Yeah you can manipulate things around you can go well we you know we've got a really good half back in the VFL actually if he's fit um you can you can manipulate things around um so yeah i agree uh so it's a good time you know it's a clear why he's so dangerous is is kicking is always not close to 100% he's just yeah. he nails every kick it's really annoying um hack. uh <laughs> hack. so uh yeah so big big game mcg sunday 320 or something like that game okay Jeez, that's a late game on the Sunday with the pies. Um, I know. I, I that's think a, that's a weird. Well, they they forecasted that six weeks ago when we weren't the best side. So <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. They probably regret it now. Um, oh, yeah, of little faith. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like all of us did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Look, um, after the break, Grant, tell us who we've got after the break, um, Steve. Oh yes, now um, uh, <clears throat> back into
0: the correct continuity of the podcast. <laughs> um i was flicking through the facebook page as you do um and we saw a post there from um steve kolak Kolakidis, um and uh, it's a photo of um steve and his much better half and um his lovely little daughter samantha Six were at, yeah 6 year old daughter samantha who was um who was down at the club on, uh, visiting the boys on behalf of the challenge foundation and um, the challenge foundation help, um, uh, sick kids and, and, uh, provide support to parents and the like, and experiences, um, like the, like, uh, Steve and Samantha had down at the club. And I just thought, I saw that and I thought I did fall a little bit in love with, um, uh, Samantha's lovely little face. Um, and I, uh, I messaged him and said I wanted if he would like to come on and talk about his experience with Challenge, um, the Challenge Foundation, and how he found himself at the club. So um, Steve was very uh, generous to um, jump onto Zoom with us uh, with Samantha for a very small period of time, but we were very boring. So um, Samantha ran away. Um, but uh, <laughs> she's shy. talking about talking about stuff. She was very shy. Uh, but cute, cuteness overload. Um, and yeah, so Steve Steve jumped on and he's given us a great um, insight into the Challenge Foundation, what it's like to uh, to live with um, um, a sick child like that, and then how the club, um, and especially the likes of Jakey Stringer and stuff, they how they help with the Challenge kids. So after the break, we'll uh, we'll we'll have a chat to Steve and the lovely Samantha.
2: All right, catch you after the break.
0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. Now, joining us on the podcast tonight, we've got a really special guest um, and his lovely daughter. We've got uh, Steve Kolokitis and Samantha Kolikidis. Um We were flicking through the Facebook page as we do, and we saw Steve's post um, about um, his time spent down at the club as part of the Challenge um, Foundation. Is it Steve's Challenge Foundation? Yeah, yeah. yeah Challenge Foundation. Um, where he got to uh, himself and uh, Samantha got to meet the boys. So, um,
2: welcome to the podcast.
1: How you going, guys?
2: How you going, Steve?
1: Not too bad.
2: Looks so good to for you, to uh, have you on on the show. So it was a yeah, it was a post that my, myself and Grant you spoke about and uh, and said we haven't really talked about what maybe happens behind the scenes at a club. You know this. You know we we. We rightly or wrongly maybe judge players on on-field actions, uh, but it's great to have stories about off-field. And, and, you know, you have your own uh, story to tell. And, uh, look, we'll be very transparent. You know, both myself and Grant haven't had uh, an impact of, of, a, of a, needing a, a Challenge Foundation. So I think for us it's just can you tell us your story and how Challenge got involved and, and, and how then the club got involved?
1: So um, uh, what it be now about three years ago, Samantha was diagnosed with uh, neuroblastoma, which is a cancer that um, goes after the uh, nervous system. and um, we sort of met uh, Olivia through challenge at the hospital. She comes through, has a chat to a lot of the parents. Um, and they kind of organise a lot of different things. Not a lot on my side of town, unfortunately, but in the eastern suburbs, they've got a lot of programs for families, um, you know, uh, camping trips and, and stuff like that. Um, and one day, she came through and um, she's like, "Oh, tomorrow we've got to, you know, we're going to have um, some footballers come through. Are you a bomber supporter by any chance?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, all right. so uh, we're going to have Jake Stringer come through." I thought, like, "All right, cool." no problem you yeah. know cheeky cheeky me said to my wife all right tomorrow instead of us swapping over i'm gonna stay <laughs> and you can and you can stay home for an extra day with the, with the girls so nice. yeah so uh, met jake then and um my understanding he's um very heavily involved in, in challenge which um yeah it's uh, it, it's a you know a foundation that does everything it can to bring awareness to childhood cancer so Yeah. And
2: now Sam is six years old.
1: She's six now. Yeah. She was three when she was diagnosed.
2: Okay. So, you know, what's her, where's she at today in her?
1: So she she did her frontline treatment. um, She started in 2019, uh, made it through to do her two, um, what they call stem cell, uh, uh, stem cell parts of the chemotherapy. Uh, in the, at the end of 2019, started 2020, and then COVID hit, um, and that basically changed everything. So she still had to do her radio, um, oh, radio yeah, yeah. and all yeah. that sort of stuff, um, so it made it very difficult. You know, one parenting only, um, siblings no longer allowed and stuff like that. So now she's six. So in the last two years she's been, um, after she finished frontline treatment, um, because the dog, the prognosis for neuroblastoma is quite, you know, harsh. They yeah. give them maybe like a, I think it's like a 50% survival rate or something like that after frontline treatment. Yeah. And my wife found a treatment in the US, um, which was a experimental treatment, basically. Um, and since then, she's been traveling back and forth to the US um, during COVID uh, in periods where she was on a plane from Australia to the us with maybe like 10 people on the plane wow. Um, wow stuff like that and locked down so there was she had a period where she was gone for six weeks at the very the first trip which was october 2020 um and then in january she was gone for about five weeks so and samantha's got three other sisters as well so there was a fair bit of separation for long periods of time over her treatment um you know, stem cell took about five weeks she couldn't see her sisters then and uh, that was two doses of that. And then she had immunotherapy again, couldn't see her sisters for, you know, about a month there as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty tough.
2: Had in, When you discuss it with Sam, does, does she have a full understanding of what's going on? Like, how do you approach that as parents?
1: Yeah, to a, to a degree she gets it. I mean, they, they say that cancer survival in children is quite good because they're so naive that they don't stress about it where yeah. – as adults, you hear cancer, you freak out. Yeah. Um, as a child, you don't really get it. So she understands she has it. She kind of, she doesn't really know what it is. Um, and she's some she got to the point now where she's been on this trial for, you know, uh, the better part of a year and a half now that she doesn't understand why she still needs to take medication. And her sisters don't have to have anything. And sometimes, you know, she'll crack it and she doesn't want to have it and you have to sort of just talk to her and say, well, you have to. You only have until, you know, she finishes the trial in October and stuff like that. So it can be tough. Um, but, yeah, they, they're quite naive, the kids, when yeah, it comes yeah. to what it is, yeah.
2: So when they – how does she react um, Just even when she meets a, a Jakey Stringer? Like how does the impact on her um, in these sort of situations – because um, I know, you know, a challenge from my memory, it, it can be celebrity footballers. Um, uh, do you do you even have like a, a kind of a wish kind of list, or how does that work?
1: So no, no, I don't believe so. Um, the the way she reacts normally it's more shyness. Like so, when we went to the club on Friday, um, she was really shy to start with. Um, they decked her out in a kit, you know, in a jersey and shorts and some socks and um you know took some photographs took a while to her to warm up to everybody to sort of um start doing anything so the idea is um the the campaign is to uh, tackle cancer so they had her t- um, okay. decking a tackle bag basically over and over taking some photos and then had the players um jake uh, zach and, and michael doing the same thing and they'll put up billboards of her with the players and another boy um a 14 year old um who was there as well um so yeah, there'll be apparently there'll be a bunch of boys around Melbourne that um, they're going to be on to, say yeah, so, yeah ch- uh, tackle can- tackle cancer.
0: Nice. Did you get much time one on one with the boys to have a chat?
1: Yeah, and yeah. a bit of a chat with with um, with Jake. Just you know, vaguely more. I'm sort of more interested in talking to to Michael, to be honest, and not because I don't like Jake or Zach. It's just no, I understand. I'm yeah. so interested with Michael the fact that he had been out for two years. Um, so I sort of chatted to him about you know how he's been, how he's gone with that, and, and how he's looking forward to um, you know playing on the weekend. And he said he goes, he's really excited, but if anything, he's more nervous. Yeah, um, he hasn't played in so long. Um, and, and my wife, um, she she does um, uh, what's it called a mediumship and stuff like that. So she said that Michael had a, a very nice, you know, a very um, f- uh, kind and, and um, aura um, about him. Mm. So she was quite taken by him as well. So, yeah. Oh, it's nice. it's uh, so how
2: you, I guess with you as parents, um, how do you do this journey? It's been three or so, three, four years. How do you guys kind of holding up?
1: Um, yeah, look, we've got a really strong marriage. Um, there is a like they, they say there's a high percentage of parents that do break up during these sort of periods because of this, the separation sort of factor. Yeah. Um, I going to say it wasn't tough, but you know, people do say, oh, you know, I can't, I don't know how you did it. You just have to like, yeah. it's not like a, oh, I'm going to make a decision to either do it or not. You, it's your child. You just do it, you know, and you get through it the best you can.
2: And, and I guess if you're going to America quite often, how do you, do you fund that? Do you have support network that? So we tried
1: to do some fundraising, which wasn't really successful for a while. Um, and then we had a phone call from um, uh, what do they call the, the funding p- uh, website? GoFundMe. Go, GoFundMe. That's think GoFundMe. Yeah. Had a phone call from one of the girls from there. And she said that um, you would have heard of, um, geez, sorry. I've gone blank.
0: <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs>
1: Um, Aussie man. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That guy on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he, he wanted to sort of help parents, um, through childhood cancer. I think it was, uh, started last year, mid last year or something like that. So he jumped on board and he started promoting it on his, on his, uh, YouTube videos. He was doing his oh, YouTube cool. videos he cut across and go, you know, oh, you know, I'm start. I want to sort of help childhood cancer. He's a kid and he would do a child every episode. Um, and we we're able to sort of fundraise a little bit more into that, which was great. So it sort of leveled out our savings. So we were using our savings for a long period of time and what we were able to fundraise was able to sort of place most of that, which was good.
2: Yeah. So nice. is there any thought about, you know, you know, is there anything that, you know, even us podcasts, uh, can do or like, a, or, or, or Essendon community? Cause we, obviously we have quite a, like thousands of fans that listen to this. Mm. Is there something that, you know, that we can do uh, to, to help out your story or? Um...
1: Look, it's more now, it's more about, um, like, I think fundraising's fantastic um, when it helps parents, you know, a lot of parents. Like, I, I was quite lucky because I had... Um, I had been working for myself for about two years from home before Sam got sick. So I had already had the opportunity that if I had to not work, which I didn't, I had to take in, you know, a laptop and try to work remotely. But um, I had that opportunity to be able to do that where a lot of parents, my understanding is they have to either leave their job or take, you know, yeah. periods of time off. Mm. It's it's not a five minute thing that you can go and just take a day off to you know to, to spend. Fix, a day yeah. there. It's it's such a long sort of um, journey. It's you know minimum twelve months, sometimes eighteen months. So for a lot of parents that don't have that opportunity, and they have to leave their jobs or put their jobs on hold. Then what happens is their income disappears as well just, and dries yeah. up. So um, and then I think what we found was because of COVID, um, the support at the hospital has started to dissipate as well. So Sam was at the hospital last week um, for, a, for a checkup and I was talking to our oncologist and she was telling me how, you know, the flu season and COVID in general has made it quite difficult. Nurses, like senior nurses have, have quit, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. They've got sh- staff Stress, shortages yeah. using juniors and trainees in, you know, in all areas of the hospital and they have a fifth floor that's being built. And I said, you know, just tell me how there's not enough beds. And I said, Well, what's going on with the fifth floor? You know, that's been built, being built for the last two years. She goes, It's not finished. And even if it was, we don't have the staff to support the amount of beds that are up there.
2: Yeah.
1: So um, I think it's more of a like a whole community thing where it's gotta be more about how can I mean the government can't do, I mean, the government can do a lot, but how can we get more people into helping? the families, this hospital, the nurses, all that sort of stuff. There are, And there are so many foundations that do great work there. You know, you've got Koala Kids, Challenge, um, uh, Cancer Council, you know, there's you know volunteers that, you know, spend their time just to spend, sort of sit with the children and allow the parents to sort of maybe spend maybe half an hour away from their kids mm. just to sort of maybe go have something to eat or, or get, a, get some fresh air. Um, some kids don't accept that, Sam, so sort of wouldn't allow anyone to leave um and have somebody a stranger around at the time again she was three years old at the time as well so you kind of get it
0: you can't can't argue with that
1: yeah so i think it's more of a of a yeah a a total sort of how can and, and i don't have the answer to be honest but how can people help the hospitals get more nursing staff um you know help the parents in some ways in the hospitals to, you know, just alleviate some burdens, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, um, making meals and donating and stuff like that. That's probably one of the big things where parents yeah. are either eating whatever's left over from their kids' food or eating whatever's sort of um, in the ho- available in the hospital. Mm. That's, that, that's, not, that's not really highly nutritious. I mean, not a, not a lot of it's that bad, but, um, you know, I know during high dose I ended up putting like six kilos on just – because yeah. I couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere, and I was just yeah. eating the food yeah. that was there, you know. So I think those are sort of the the parts that me and my wife have sort of noticed and thought that would be really good to sort of, like we've even thought about at some point we want to try and start doing that as well. But until Sam's finished her treatment, we kind of want to just concentrate on her. Yeah, I understand. And, and not risk maybe us getting sick and then putting her in, in any sort of danger because she's still immunocompromised. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, Steve, I, I can't thank you enough for for coming on. Um, it, it does show the importance of you know one what football clubs can do uh, in, in supporting and uh, and can be just as joyful for the parent who's <laughs> an N-Madison It, it really is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, a parent needs relief too. It needs a smile and and uh, needs time out as well, just to have some fun. And so, um, on that on that subject,
0: by the way, on that subject. Quick question on the Dons before we wrap it up. Quick question yeah. on the Dons. How are we going? Do you reckon, Steve?
1: Well, everything I read, every time I listen to you guys, um, you know, you can sort of see that we've, t- we've turned a we've turned a corner after yeah. sort of that Alton game. Um, you know, Dylan's been great after being, you know, I mean, and it shouldn't have happened, but to be chastised by Luke Parker has changed around his entire attitude, and he it looks like a different really cool. player. Yeah. yeah, and that shouldn't it, it shouldn't get to that point. Like you should have the pride in yourself to do it. But sometimes it just takes something like that. And you know what? It is what it is. It's, you know, changing around. He's what, number one clearance player, top tackler of the club now. You know, we're before everyone's, you know, at the start of the season, commentators are saying this guy doesn't tackle. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play defensively. And now he's probably one of our number one defensive midfielders. So I think it's turning around. It's just more, is this going to be the same as what happened last year where, we turned it around. We played really good football, made it into finals, and then we crumbled. Yeah. You just hope that you can. They take whatever they're doing now into next season, and it doesn't change. So if that's truck understanding now that you know the original game plan is just too difficult to understand. It's not the NFL. You know, you, you don't yeah. get timeouts where you can re, re, rejig it and go. All right, let's try this. It's it's a game of football. It's free flowing. Simplified, they've simplified it, He said he simplified it, made it easy for the players to understand. He's put a few guys in different positions, and it's been fantastic. yeah redmond no,
0: well, no. Redmond said after the game um, he he was they interviewed him and he said um it's it's a much more simple game plan. The boys know mm. what they need to do. And I think, like you said, you've been listening to us talk and you would have heard me bang on about the fact that it's the boys didn't know what in the first half of the year, they didn't know what they were doing. They looked yeah. like we've got competent footballers, very competent, more than competent footballers, right, mm. especially in the midfield with Parrish and Merritt and all those guys, and Shield for that matter, um, who on his day is built like a Ferrari. The guy can just go, right? Yeah. And nobody knew what the hell they were doing. That was the, that was the bit that got me. And now... I don't think I think we're at about 75 percent now 75 80 percent of the potential of what the club can do and but I think now the players genuinely have a direction on what mm. they need to do and now we just need to embed that game plan and we we were very me personally and Scotty but the pod in general was very harsh on truck and we, we kept saying mate look truck's got to lift he's got to do something the game plan just ain't working well it took them long enough, but yeah. they finally would appear to have changed things, like you said, made it more simple and the players understand. And now I, I agree with what you just said. We need to forget about finals. I genuinely I don't even want to make finals this year. I just want to see however many games are left of good competitive kind of game plan that we've been showing and then come back next year and do what you just said. Just don't, don't have this big dip at the, the start of the year and then come back again in the second half. Let's see this form in game one next year mm. so that we don't have to be 0 and, or 2 and 7 or something like that when we um, when we get halfway through the year. So no, no, I completely agree with
2: what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, um, really appreciate telling your story. Um, we'll, we'll obviously, uh, if it's okay with you, there's a, a photo on that Um a Facebook site. I'd love to post it on on just our site and and on Twitter if that's okay. Yeah, just no have, just have a connection to the story. Uh, yeah, and and we'll um we'll see you know if the S community see what we see what we possibly can do as well. So yeah. Really, really appreciate your story, and we uh, all our thoughts uh, are with you and with you and Sam and, and the whole family and your and your yep. your very supportive wife, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thanks so much. It was nice talking thanks. to you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, mate. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Welcome back to the sounds of the '80s lunchtime catch-up podcast. Um, a great interview there uh, with Steve and Samantha Kolokitis. Um, a really good, um, a really good piece of information there on on what it's like to have um, a sick uh, child. Um, and the good work that the Challenge Foundation and the Essendon Football Club do um, to help out those kids and and, and mum and dad for that matter and give them a a good little experience. So it was it was a great uh, a great interview and to talk to Steve and Samantha.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really um, heart goes out to him. Just uh, she was so cute. I wish people could see her, but she's so cute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and just you know, just. It is to you know the commitment to go back and forth to America and and yep. and invest so much of your savings and time and and, and you know, uh, you know it's just a credit to them how much they love and, and and you know just committed to Sam and 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 you know just wish them you can't just wish them well enough. Um, uh, and absolutely,
0: people like um, Jakey Stringer and that like mate, you got to you got to hand it to Jakey and the boys. I mean, especially Jakey, who we understand from talking to Steve off um, off camera, so to speak, um, Jakey does a lot is, is there regularly um, that people the don't hosp- see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's there very regularly at the hospital. So um, well, well done to the boys. Well done to Jakey Stringer and, uh, and Zachy and, um, and Bear in that, um, in that photo. But I, 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 I assume the boys, a lot of the boys do a bit more. Keep an eye out um, for uh, some billboards that you'll see around town. Um, for the Challenge um, Foundation as well. And we understand that Samantha will be um, part of those billboards. So uh, keep an eye out for your cute little self and most probably Steve will write a mention in there. So um, they're going to uh, tackle childhood cancer, I believe, is the, uh, um, is the uh, byline Tag that line, they're going to yeah. be using.
2: Yeah, now, so. uh, let's go to quickly just VFL wrap up. Uh, yep. Frustrating game, uh, a game we should have never lost. Just, yeah. Uh, we were actually nine points up, kicking with the wind with five, ten minutes to go when we lost. Uh, so that uh, would be absolutely kicking themselves. One player I'm going to mention, uh, he's, he's the best one-quarter player at the club at the one, one quarter player <laughs> and his name's Patrick Voss. And I've watched him, I've obviously watched him a lot, but he has this one quarter a game. He can totally, and I'll, I'll be very honest, he can totally disappear for two or three quarters and yeah. be, but he'll have this one quarter every game. And he had it in the second quarter where he was, you know, he was at one stage he was lining up for his fifth goal. Uh, and he was just tearing the suns apart and he, he was just very amusing to watch, uh, him just completely destroy another club. Uh, and nice. you know, one out of a vicious tackle, which we love. Uh, yep. it was clearly dropping the ball cause the guy almost had a panic attack. He dropped it. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. It's tough to breathe after you've been tackled <laughs> by Paddy Foss. Uh, but yeah, he's coming along nicely. He's, Obviously, he's still got a way to go to develop. I know I always get, you know, calls getting him in now, but honestly... Yeah, no, honestly, he got to be he,
0: better than one quarter.
2: Yeah, yeah, he really is just playing that one quarter of really good footy. <laughs> uh, it just looks so spectacular, but consistency will come. He's coming from a long way back. Um, yep. Uh, but he's definitely a player to watch. I mean, I have no doubt there's going to be seniors in this guy's uh, future. Uh, and so just... Uh, I yeah I say this every time and I'm a broken record but I don't get that he's 18 years old and I'm seeing what I'm seeing because he's so strong but it's just brilliant to watch ah uh, but yeah we um uh yeah we uh stuffed up that last 5 minutes of the game uh, a few culprits there I won't mention who and, but yeah uh, but uh and end up losing it and yeah, we correct. ended up losing a game we probably shouldn't have lost so um frustrating outcome uh Nick Bryan I thought played well. Waterman seemed to have got injured. Uh Massimo would look dangerous up forward at the start. Um then he was just kind of limping in the in the second quarter and just wasn't himself and probably understandable with his week. Um yeah, okay. but yeah, it was a it, it was a really good it was kind of a, a really good game, but it was just to see the number eighteen Michael Hurley playing. Ah, oh, that's yeah, uh, yeah, that means everything well done to the Bomber fans who went out. I mean I know, you know, it wasn't like full grandstand kind of thing, but it, it literally was a howl, <laughs> howl of wind. Uh, it was freezing. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to put it on Bomber fans that they all went there in drives. It was absolutely freezing and high. Like there was a there was a situation in the third quarter where it was so amusing how far the ball moved with the wind. Like this guy... It was, yeah, it
0: was over amusing. Yes. Yeah,
2: it was like he, this guy was 40 yards out and I swear his idea was like the the, the the wind was going from right to left. He aimed it at the right point post. It has gone 20 metres out of bounds on the floor on the <laughs> left-hand side. It was the biggest crosswind direction of a ball I've ever seen. Uh, so it was a weird game. But Hurley, obviously, understandably, first quarter, no doubt was like, Felt a bit like crap what a- this is I'm a bit rusty but <laughs> I-, I haven't done this in a while <laughs> yeah second quarter then he really came on uh it was he had five possessions in the second quarter uh really you know took a couple of nice marks did a really good diving play which got Vossi a goal so uh it was just good to see it was just it was a good day all around like even I know we lost the VFL but just to have that hurley thing Yeah. Come back and then, you know, you head to the car and head to the stadium and then then see us destroy the Suns and then you see sam Sammy Draper do what he did. It was just a good day of football. It was was a good vibe day. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah, we've, there's been
0: a lot of days during this year where we've gone, damn, how are we going to do the pod? Like, you you, you play on a weekend. (laughs) What am I going to say? Yeah, Yeah, what are we going to say? And, Mate, that this weekend was not it. Sure, we, we lost the VFL, but you got Bear playing. It's great. We've got another win by the boys. We just, like, they're changing my mind. We're just, we're ticking along. We're doing the right and propers. And now it just would be, if oh, if we could just get the f- dirtiest of dirty AFL clubs. I don't like them and I want to win. I think we all the, Next week.
2: No, no. It'd be, be great week, if, if we beat Collingwood.
0: Oh man. And again, if someone like Caldwell or McGrath or something just keeps Dacos to ten possessions, that will be just eat it. Eat that, Collingwood, and we, we'll we got the winner. I'd lid,
2: lid will have both hands on it. And Grant will tell me And Grant Grant will tell me off. So I'm sorry, Grant, but uh, a bit of a shout-out to Scott Benderby on his 350th. He, no, he's, no. Like, he's been carried his whole life. He's played 17
0: good games in his entire career. He's a champion Bucks, footballer. And, Eddie, uh, Bucks so, and Eddie. Credit to the game. Carried that one. Uh,
2: fantastic effort. His entire career.
0: He should go and do some more Parade bloody adverts and then, and then sod off, basically. He's a better-than-average footballer, but that's it.
2: So yes, a lunchtime catch-up podcast sends our love to Scott. So uh yeah thanks everyone. Um, no. <laughs> so uh yeah, thanks everyone. Uh have a have a great week. Uh enjoy the week. Um and we'll this is us signing off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you on uh, Thursday, Patreon, three bucks um, a month. Uh what is it? Uh, patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catchup. Don't check us out there. We do a Thursday night show um the team selection show and then we do unless it's at silly o'clock at night um we do a post-game reaction show um directly after the uh, the game um either directly after the game or the next day um so check that out as well so um some extra content each week so check us out on the patreon page but thank you everybody for listening um thank you very much to steve and samantha kolakidis um and we'll talk to you
2: guys very soon thanks guys